Good morning, New Morning Light. And all those who are with us today online, I, I tell you what, I am so happy and thankful to have this opportunity to come and to share with you the preached word of God. Now, I also have to say, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, the grandfathers, the uh, godfathers, you know, Happy Father's Day. Look, as we get started today, uh, would you go with me? I, I mean, because I, I need you to, to be with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. I'm ready. Let's go. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord God, that we would come and that we would look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, to speak through me, this manservant. And Father God, our prayer is that you would say something that would encourage, Lord, those who would hear, to not simply be hearers, but to be doers of your word. We pray this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. Look, I thank God for New Morning Light. And this young pastor, Pastor Hamilton, I thank God for him allowing me to come and to stand here in this pulpit. From all the things that I've been able to observe, I know God is pleased. And not only is God pleased, but I believe Pastor Hodo is likewise pleased. He's doing a fantastic job. Just continue to keep up the good work. Now, as I stand here, I do need to give thanks uh, also to uh, my friend of some long time, Deacon Autry. I love you, brother. I thank you so much for uh, being an advocate for me, uh, and as we get a chance to come back and to uh, proclaim God's word, I sometimes think to myself, well, maybe they'll give me another chance, you know, so I can continue to maybe improve and grow as uh, we share. But anyway, thank you, brother. Uh, I thank my wife for continuing to uh, support me and be with me and all the things uh, that I do. So let's, let's get started. Being happy and grateful today really has to do with the fact that I get an opportunity to share good news. Good news. I'm talking about that good news of the gospel. I'm not talking about that uh, uh, 6 p.m. news that on, on the TV. I'm talking about good news, the good news of the gospel, that kind of news that we call truth that sets free. This good news is the truth that sets free so that when you have change, when you may be bound in any kind of way, this truth, this good news can set you free. That's what I'm excited about. And for those who may be uh, listening, if you're unclear, let me just share just a, a quickly a couple of things here. And that's the fact that all this day we can appreciate that God has created us. And he loves us. Isn't that wonderful? Now, I'll tell you what now. There, there might be some who are excited like me and they can start shouting right off that. Our creator, God himself, he loves us. Now, not only did he create us and that he loves us, but he provides for us. I, I like the fact that uh, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come down and to pay our sin debt so that we can be reconciled back to him. He provided for us eternal life. That's a wonderful thing. This eternal life we receive by faith in what Jesus did by coming and living a wonderful example for us, but dying, going to the cross, dying, getting up from the grave with all power in his hand. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Eternal life God has provided through his son. But you know what? I tell you what. I like the way John, in John 10, 10, puts it when we look at the provision of God. Not only do we find eternal life? But look at this. 
I see it as Jesus uh, said, okay, hold, hold on, hold on a second. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. Jesus said, I, the, look, the adversary, the enemy, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know what I'm talking about. You can just look at your life. You can look around and see the destruction, see what uh, the adversary is attempting to do. But Jesus said, but I came. This is what Jesus said to came for now. I'll bring you good news. He said, he, I came so that you might have life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. So Jesus said, I came that you might have life. But I like the fact he said, as in John is quoting Jesus, that he didn't stop that. He said, not only will you have life, this eternal life, but I came so that you can have life more abundantly. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That's good news, my brothers and sisters. Look, because as you're listening to me, sometimes in life, we have to be reminded. Those of you who have received Christ can understand that you have everlasting life. But while you're still here, you need to be reminded that he didn't stop there. He provided, he gave provision so that you'd have abundant life. Now that comes through us following through on his word. <laughs> we have to have that kind of living faith that shows that we can obey what he says so that we can experience this abundant life. Now, sometimes when I say abundant life, some people say, well, that preacher, you, are you going to that prosperity kind of thing? Were you talking about wealth? I'm going to tell you, prosperity is having more than enough. It includes the finances, but I like the fact that it came so that that abundance can be in peace and joy and love God created us. He loved us, but he also provided for us eternal life and abundant life. Isn't that good news? Come on now. Somebody needs to be shouting with me right here today. You need to say, yes, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I know that. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear a reminder. But there may be someone under the sound of my voice that for the very first time that it clearly came to you that, yes, God, who created us, he loves us. He loved us so much. He provided his son that we would have this everlasting life. And on top of that, have abundant life. Isn't that good news? Come on, somebody needs to be saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's pretty good there, preacher. Pretty good there. I can see uh, Deacon Archer saying, okay, come on. Come on with it. Come on with it. That's my friend there. I thank him. And I, I can kind of hear him in my ear. But you know what? Tell you something. As I think about this good news of the gospel that sets free. Let me take you with me as I begin to think about the opportunity to come and to, on this Father's Day, proclaim God's word. Well, I was reading, and this particular book uh, was uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Black Choice, and there happened to be a story in that it kind of reminded me of some things and it led to uh, my message here today. So I, I wanna share that with you if you, uh, go with me just a little bit. In this particular part, it had to do with this preacher who was working in his study at home on his message. But his wife went shopping somewhere and left their son there at home. It happened to be on a day that it was raining and the son couldn't go out the place, so the son would continue to come to the pastor's study and knock on the door to try to have, the pastor said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I'm gonna have something for you in just a minute. And the pastor went around in his study and he looked and he looked and he found a magazine. And he found in that magazine, he, he tore out 
in the magazine, the world map. It says, oh, I know, I have an idea. What I'll do is I'll take this world map and then I'll tear it up. Just tear it into pieces. I'll tear it into pieces. And so he did that and he came back to his son. He says, look, I'll tell you what, son. Uh, you work on this map. You put this puzzle of the map back together. I'll give you $10. So I said, okay. The dad gave him it. And he went on back. And the dad went back to his study. And all of a sudden, just a few minutes later, I don't, five, ten minutes later, the son comes back knocking on the door. And he comes back and he shows the father the map put together. The father said, hold up, hold up. How did you put that map back together so fast? Well, the son explained to me, he says, well, first thing I did, Dad, I put a piece of paper on the floor, and then I began to put together what I saw, and it was a picture of a man. And I just put the picture of that man together, and then I put a piece of paper on top, I brought it in here to you, and I flipped over and showed you the map. Dad, you want me to tell you something? If the man is right, his world will be right. The father said, what did you say? He says, if the man gets right, then his world will be right. The father said, son, thank you so much. I know what I'm going to preach on Sunday. If the man is right, his world is right. Now, when I heard that, I tell you what, as a matter of fact, it just spoke to my spirit in some kind of fashion. I went to my wife and I said, Althea, I know what I'm going to preach. I know what I'm going to preach. And some of y'all might say, what's he going to preach on the world? <laughs> About? No, I'm going to preach about the man. I'm going to, I'm going to preach today um, of what I called, and I, matter of fact, I want to title this. If, you, if, you, if you're with me, you think about that story. I want to preach what I call about the other side. The other side. And the other side, the focus will be on right thinking. Because the son had a point there that if we get ourselves right, if we're right, then our world will be right. And many of us here today, believers, non-believers alike, we find when we look at our world, it is in all kinds of pieces and it is not something that we like. But this little boy, this story will let us know that if we get ourselves right, then our world will be right. And for me to you, I want you to know what the Spirit spoke to me. It is about right thinking. Some of you may say, a preacher, uh, okay, we're with you. We see where you got that message from. And let me tell you, when you look at that message, you look at the kinds of things that what it could speak to. I have just a couple of verses. Uh, let me tell you, as I share, uh, one side uh, from the Old Testament, and now I'll show you the other side, the New Testament. From the Old Testament, what I find here. In Proverbs chapter 23, a part of it, verse 7, the word of God says, and I quote in the King James Version, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. This wisdom, from the richest, the wisest man, 
King Solomon, as he, man or woman, person, thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, I'm not going to try to exegete and go through the context, but I want you to understand that this part of Proverbs, this wisdom, has been used by philosophers when we try to uh, make application of truth. To give us some indication that we are and we become what we think about. Right thinking. That's the other side. I find that oftentimes in life, I am a coach and a mentor. And I uh, try to talk with, uh, I call them entrepreneurs of faith. And, and many people are trying to live out their calling and their purpose. And we began to ask, have a conversation and ask questions. And I find it, if I was even asked, what do you want? That people oftentimes, more than not, can easily say what they don't want instead of what they want. I, based on our world, based on our experiences and that kind of thing, if it has to do with the relationship, and we've had a bad relationship, we say, well, I'll tell you what, now this is, I don't want this kind of person. I don't want this right here. I don't. Instead of being able to focus on what we want. See, this has to do with uh, what we're thinking about. In this Old Testament scripture here, it's a truth that's letting us know we are what we think about. I have in a number of different situations seen how this uh, truth is applied. Oh, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? I, I mean... Is it really, really true? If you look at yourself in the mirror, if you look at your life, if you look at your world, it is a reflection of what you think about. Yes, our thoughts, our mindset, our perspective on anything shapes who we are. The other side. Is right thinking. Well, I said uh, this is Old Testament in Proverbs, this wisdom, telling us, giving us this truth that kind of helps us wake up a little bit. But, uh, but the other side, in the New Testament, let me go to Romans chapter 12. Very familiar verse. And there's a couple of things in here that I, I like to see if I can bring out. We see that we become what we think about. We are what we think about. Thinking is very, very important in our world, our worldview, the shape we're in. In Romans, this is a word for us. This is this truth. Remember what truth does? Set free. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 in New Living Standard, uh, the second edition here, reads like this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. That's verse 1. Verse 2 says, listen carefully. Don't copy 
the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Oh man, isn't that some wonderful words? That is wonderful words. On the one side, we see that really how we think, it results in who we are. It, it just is what it is. If we think on negative things, if we think about the kinds of situation that is just not positive, we find ourselves focused and there we are. Likewise, based on how we think, if we're hopeful, if we're living in that abundance and we're thinking those kind of, that's where we are. But I like the New Testament, the other side, that gives us a little bit of instruction. What it lets us know is that uh, there's a, what I call a, a God's part, and then there is a, our part. Now look, if we look, we see that God's part is transformation. Now, sometimes we're thinking about, well, I know there's things in my life I need to change, and you know, I need to do certain kinds of things. Well, I want to let you know that based on this truth, if we understand it, God is the one that transforms. Forms. He, he's the one that uh, 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 changes you into this new creation, molding you and making you. That's a thing of God. And what we find in our experiences is that, oh, God is so loving. And he's so wonderful that he can do some things that we go, wow, I know that was God. That wasn't me. But not only is there a God part of transforming there is our part. Our part is, what you see there? Right thinking. Our part is right thinking. When we look at the scripture, what we see here is that God says that uh, you're going to become new by thinking differently. Yeah? God says that I'm going to transform you. Yes, many of you know this verse is by the renewing of your mind and, 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 and what our part is to think differently. I say this because oftentimes when we go through life, we're looking at things just on one side. As a matter of fact, I, I, I think about uh, different experiences and environments that I find myself in and not only now being a father but a, a grandfather and I think over my life and through the years the journeys and how even my perspective I have had to change I've had to make adjustments I couldn't I couldn't think the same way as a matter of fact my thinking as a young father was a certain way and as I, I as I grew and, and my children grew and, and they become grown as a father. Even my thinking had to change. But let me tell you all something. Those of you who might be in my generation or those who have grandchildren. Oh, does the perspective, does the thinking change? It's as if there is another side. And today, uh, those who are listening to me, I, I want uh, as the Spirit would use me to see if there is something about 
what you're thinking is like. Maybe some perspective you have. Maybe some environment you find. Maybe your world. You find yourself in this same kind of a situation. And you're looking at it from a particular side or point of view. And this preacher coming here and saying, well, let me use this thing. Look at the other side. The other side of this, if you want to be transformed, which God will do, what God has said is your part, my part, our part, is to think differently. Is to think differently. Now, the scripture here, and many of you probably, uh, church, uh, Bible believers, and that kind of thing, you all know this scripture very well. You know that, as a matter of fact, that as you do this, what it's going to do is it's going to prove what the will of God is and what's the uh, what's just good and perfect. And I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, it's like fulfilling your calling, your purpose, the meaning of you being here. God created you, so He has in you a purpose that's unique to anybody else. And in our journey, we try to find it. Well, He's giving us. A secret that may unlock some bondage of old thinking, other side thinking, by saying, if we would think right, if we would change our thinking. It is, it is a reason that in this day and time, I, I find it wonderful that the church has an opportunity to reach people outside of the four walls, all over this world, with truth of the gospel. So that people would have the opportunity for right thinking. For that kind of thinking that results in what God does in transforming. If you've been living for a little while, you probably can identify with what I'm saying. Yeah, you've been living a little while. That if you think a certain way, then you're going to get a certain thing. And there's probably been times in your life where you've been able to accomplish certain things or see God move in a certain way. And you can tie it back to, oh man, all of a sudden, I changed my thinking. In scripture, what we find is that when we renew our mind with the truth of the word of God, it would not only set free, it would give us the kind of faith that would allow us to walk by faith. To do those kind of things that God has placed in our heart. The passion that God has given us. No matter what the naysayers say, we will indeed step out on faith because we have heard from God. We are constantly listening to God. I like a verse that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God gives us the confidence we need. And that kind of confidence allows us to renew our mind over and over so that we end up Transform. So you say, oh, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you a little struggle I have. Uh, as I've aged and I think back to those athletic days when I was at uh, Quick Lightning Port God. Boy, I could move, I could shoot, I could do a certain number of things, and I could run up and down the court. I'll wear somebody out. I get on the court now. And uh, I've run up and down the court one, two times, and it's like, man, I'm tired. But you know what? I say to myself, well, what I need to do is I need to make sure that I get in shape. And what I did was I went to the gym <laughs> for a week. <laughs> and what I noticed is that if I go to the gym for a week, it won't last. It won't take me back. 
There's something special about the renewing or the repeatedly doing something over and over again so that it will result. My weight can come down. I can get in shape if I will follow through and do the kinds of things that result in lost weight and being in shape. Does that make sense? Come on, you can identify with me. What I'm trying to say is that it is the same thing in our thinking. You listen to me today, you listen to messages or something like that, and you say, well, maybe you can get a little bit inspired and say, that, that is a wonderful thing. But let me let you know that if you do not continually renew your mind, it's just a temporary thing. Man, I know there's some great preachers preach from the pulpit, the pastor here, the guests who come. We hear great word. We can get inspired. We can say, oh, that is true, but... Are we transformed? The transformation comes from the renewing, from thinking, I call thinking right. Not just one day, but over and over and over again. That's where the transformation results. It, it literally changes us. There, there's probably, I have the background, I call myself a pastor for newer. It's really, I mean, liking those who, who are creative and they want to do what God has called them to do. And on this Father's Day, uh, say, why in the world you come with a message? I think about uh, as a father and as a grandfather, that uh, what is it, what, what kind of message do I want to leave? What kind of legacy do I want to have for, for my kids and for, for my grandkids? And I know other fathers are like that. And, and a part of that is that literally I want them to be the best that God has made them to be. To be who God's called them to be, but not be afraid to do what God has put in them. Now, God has given us provision of eternal life through Christ. That's saving faith. But God has also provided abundant life, which many of us don't constantly experience, because that requires a living faith. A, a kind of faith that takes action, a kind of faith that follows through over and over. What I want to submit to you is that indeed, if we were to look at the other side and begin to think right, there will be a transformation. If you want to change your world situation, it may be making that adjustment in your thinking. Over and over again, I say, oh, well, there's a side that we can look at. And then there is that other side. You heard me say that we have one side being eternal life. You had me saying, uh, oh, then the other side, abundant life. I don't know where you are. Where, where are you focusing on? I, I want you to understand that uh, oftentimes when we look at our lives, we think about the outside. Well, I want you to understand that based on this scripture, the outside is dependent upon God because God is the one that transformed. But the other side, the inside, that's us. That's our responsibility. That, that, what, what we think, our perspective, that's on us. That's our part. God will do his part. If we look and think, here it is now. Uh, yep. God says uh, he's going to transform. Yes, he did. 
We're supposed to do our part, which is to think right. I like that other side. <laughs> what about you? Today, when I think, I said uh, this story about this little boy who put together, after it was all torn up, uh, this map. And the way he put it together was, he saw on the back of that map there was a picture of a person. He said, if I can just get the person right, then the map is going to turn out right. That inspired me because I think in our lives that if we want our world to be right, we have to get right. And my perspective is the other side is thinking right. You probably say, that, that's pretty simple, uh, preacher. Yes, it is. The other side is pretty simple. I oftentimes have said that there's a lot of things that's simple. Losing weight is simple. That, that, there's some things that, I mean, it's just as simple as boom, boom, boom. But just because something is simple does not mean it's always easy. So today, you're listening to me, and this Father's Day, as you have celebrations, as you appreciate uh, your Heavenly Father and other Father figures in your life, I know I want you to look at your life. I want you to look at your world. I want you then to look at the other side. Are you right? If you're under the sound of my voice today, and you're probably saying, well, preacher, yeah, all of us can, you know, work on some things. Uh, my life, it's, it's what it is. I might even have some fathers under the sound of my voice, and they're saying, wow, I look back, and maybe I didn't do all the things that I wish I would have done. But what we're talking about is thinking right. <laughs> so we can't change the past so we don't dwell on the past. What we do is, we look at the wonderful opportunity we have. Just like, the morning light has given me today, this opportunity. Make the most of it. Look to the future. Fathers and all who are under the sound of my voice, my encouragement to you is to look on the other side. Are you thinking right? Do you want your world to be right? So, so let me, let me um, say, for example, to those who are listening to me and Maybe you have never uh, received that, that good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I'm talking about where you receive what he did for you so that you can have this everlasting life. If, if, if you're listening to me today, would you consider, by, by, I mean literally thinking about what a wonderful gift that is, that, that you don't have to... Um, be perfect to try to pay for your sin debt that has been paid for by a loving father who sent his son to do that. And, and, and today, you have an opportunity to, to receive that. You know, there may be some fathers, there may be some children that uh, the, the greatest gift of all can be today receiving Christ and having that eternal or that everlasting life. Amen? Consider that. But let me also say, on the other side, you, you're believers. You said, you know, I've heard that many times. I know that. I've received Christ. Praise the Lord. I, as a matter of fact, uh, Christ has done miracles in my life. He continues to do wonderful things. And I say, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. But I will say this, what I've noticed in my years of being here, that God is constantly working on us. He's not finished with us yet. As a matter of fact, 
Because Jesus was the only perfect one to see it. They walked on earth. Is that right? You agree with me? You agree with me? Shaking your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means there's still room for us to continue to grow and to improve. And so, for my brothers and sisters in Christ, for those who are believers, I'm standing up here and I'm taking advantage of this wonderful opportunity to give you good news. Would you consider the other side? You, you, you have the everlasting life. Would you consider the abundant life? I'm talking about that kind of life where literally you have joy and peace and uh, you have what I call more than enough. It's abundant. It runs over. As you consider that, this would be um, my encouragement to you. Know that just by me saying this, just by you being reminded of abundant life, when it lines up, when you look at the mirror, when you look at your life, if you're not experiencing abundant life, then it may very well be that it's just kind of a momentary thing. I, I get inspired. Well, some preachers, they inspire me or... Sometimes I get inspired and say, oh, yes, I can have abundant life. But if you're not experiencing it, and it could be a particular area of life, then maybe today this message, maybe the Holy Spirit would speak that the other side, the right thinking, has to do with you in that area renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. I don't care what area it is. It could be spiritual, physical, emotional, Material. God is able. Those of you who know a little bit about me, you know. As a matter of fact, I've been encouraged by this church. When I had cancer, you, you know I know what God can do. What God will do. Even in my own process, there was a renewing of the mind. I had to think right. You have cancer and people think you're going to die? What are you going to think? <laughs> well, when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart gives you that peace, allows you to understand that he's the one that's in control. He's able. We have to think that way, not just one day, but over and over again. For my entrepreneurs of faith, uh, what I'm saying to you today, when you look at the other side and thinking right, in this world, Jesus let us know our adversary wants to steal, kill, and destroy going to do his job. Doing a pretty good job from my observation. But we, what we as believers need to do is to not give in to the adversary. It can come in a lot of different forms. But what we need to do is to think right. Is to renew our mind and know that when God has placed that passion in us, he's given us that vision, there are things that we need to do so that he can transform us into that entrepreneur faith, and to that father, and to that person, that child of God that he wants to be. If we will do our part, God will continually do his part. You know, I don't know how much time I've been going, but I do know it's time for me to little wrap up. And, and, and in me wrapping up, uh, if you probably remember, when I've come before, there's a there's a little saying that I like to say, that I like to share again, and somebody might write it down. Some people may say that uh, it's kind of like an affirmation, but this is it. Let me share it. 
Whatever my mind can conceive, my spirit believe, my body can achieve. Now, some of you know that Napoleon Hill has a version of that. You've probably heard it in a lot of different ways. The conceive, believe, achieve thing. What I found is that when we connect it with our mind, our spirit, and our body, it's wonderful to understand. So let me say that again for those who might take notes or those who might want to, these 12 words, get it in your spirit, maybe even say it, whatever my mind can conceive, my spirit believe, my body can achieve. I believe that when I practice that, I found it to be so true, and my prayer is that it be true for you. As I finally close, I want to give a challenge. I'm a practical kind of thing. Yeah, I'm a pastor, coach, mentor. Practically, can I give you this? This is a challenge. For the next 30 days, just you, one-on-one -on -one with yourself, think about some of the things that you want. Not the things you don't want. Think about some of the things that you want. Just, just think about some of the things that you want initially. Because what I want you to do is, when you think about things that you want, I want that one that rises to the top. The one thing that you most want. Are you with me? The one thing that you most want, that, that one, for the next 30 days, think on that. Think on that. Try God's word. Renew your mind. Find scriptures that have to do with that one thing. Renew your mind over and over again. And see if God, check out, see if God will do his part. If you do your part, think right. If you renew your mind over and over and over on that one thing, see what God will do. 30 days. Every time I give a challenge. <laughs> So he would say, man, that's why I said only one thing. Don't, don't worry about all the long list you have. Just one thing. Think about it. Ah, when you eat, think about it. You eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. When you eat, think about it. 30 days. See what God will do. Pray with me. Father God, thank you so much for um, what you have done. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing even right now. And Father, most of all, I'm anticipating, I'm expecting the great things you're going to do. Thank you for this church, Lord God. I thank you so much for this young pastor, his heart, Lord God, and what he's doing here locally in this body of believers. And I pray that you would continue to stir up in him the gifts that you've given him, Lord God, and just clearly give him that vision that he would lead the people to the promised land for their lives. Thank you again for this local body of believers and all who are hearing me today. May you be blessed by God from thinking right. And I pray this in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, would you say amen?